very good relationship with Mick. I have a very good, I like Mick Mulvaney. I have a very good relationship with him. Well, I have a deputy, I, as you know, I put in a, I put in a very nice, right? I put in a very good man who's highly respected. And he's acting right now, and we'll see where that goes. And as you know, John, as you know, I like acting. I mean, a lot of people say, act. I like acting. It gives you great, great flexibility. I do. <laughs> hey, guys, I hope you are ready for some fun. He is the patroller in chief. Isn't he something? Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> he likes acting. Yeah. So, as we all know, enjoy the show, enjoy the show, enjoy the show, enjoy the show. He, there's so much acting going on. So, just don't let anything upset you. Don't let anything rob your joy. <laughs> Be careful about what's in your feed uh, that you watch. I had someone call me the other day, and she was all upset. I just, it's okay. Do not let this stuff upset you. Okay. Just be wise. Be very, very careful. And if it, I really, I personally don't watch very much mainstream media. I just, it, <laughs> it's, it's very uh, upsetting. So I just get my news from sources that I know I can trust, like, um, in pursuit of truth and citizen investigative report. And, and, you know, because I've been lied to too many times. I'm just, I, and I get upset and I'm like, it makes me too upset. So, uh, just do that. I, anyway, we're going to have such a great time today. I have, uh, a big picture thing I want to talk to you about so you can see this is a historical battle that's been going on and that we're at the, at the end of it. And it's just so exciting. So exciting. So jump in, strap yourself in, buckle up. And we are going to have a great time today as we always do looking at the Q post and the, and the current events in the light of God's word. I'm Melissa, a red pill of the world. So make sure your bell is rung. Some people are saying that even though their bell is rung, they're still not getting notifications. So just keep checking back because I try to post every three days. Sometimes it's four, sometimes it's two. Um, but yeah, you are going to, if you're new here, I just really believe you're going to love it. If you uh, are wanting to see what the Lord is doing in this day, and you're probably not going to hear this in church. The church is late to the game. Not They haven't even come to the game to be a part of this. So it's just shocking. It's, it, this is all more of a grassroots thing that, uh, and, and I'm, I was, uh, the Lord really told me today, the reason he has not had a lot of us in rule in positions of leadership and in, in a variety of places, including the church is because if we had, we would have been sucked in. Oh goodness. It's just, you talk to people who are in positions of leadership and they are so brainwashed and, and really despise president Trump. And uh, yeah, it's a sad thing, but they've been, they've been, uh, they've drunk the Kool-Aid and they don't know. So uh, the Lord had a reason for us not to be in these positions because we would have been sucked in. First of all, they didn't want us anyway, because <laughs> we, they knew that we were very independent thinkers. We're not a go along, get along anyway. All right. So this is the great awakening that we've been waiting for all of our lives. And we're going to see, I'm going to talk to you more about, um, show you more about uh, Kanye. It, it is so exciting what is happening um, and the great ingathering. Have you remember this passage, the Feast of Ingathering? This is a, the festivals that they would celebrate, that, that the God's people would celebrate for years and years and years. We have not really done it, but in the Feast of Ingathering, that's, uh, they have the harvest. They celebrate this, uh, this great ingathering festival, like a, you know, like a festival, like a fall festival. And look at what the Lord says, let both grow together until the harvest. And in the time of harvest, I will say to the reapers, that is us, you guys, the reapers, we are the grim reapers. We're gathering up the first of the tears and bind them in bundles to burn. This is the, the, the criminals. This is the, the deep state, the globalist, um, uh, new world order, secret societies, gather them up to burn to, to be, they're going to be punished and gather the wheat into the barn. And this gap in gathering is this where the 
the, the earth will be filled with the knowledge of the Lord as the waters cover the sea. This is a, where there's going to be so many who will, who will come awake to be saved. And that is what we're seeing. I posted this in the community page. Make sure that you go, uh, you follow the community page too, because I, I post things there when I don't do a video. And this is, I can't play it. I wish so much I could play these songs. They may not be musically your cup of tea, but I want you to rejoice that kids predominantly because I think most of them are it's like the 30 and younger crowd that is Kanye West fans and they are hearing this this truth it is amazing what they are hearing I'm going to show you some of the things that they're hearing and uh, before we jump into the scripture um oh and I've got I've got to show you this too I've got to show you this too but um let me see I'm going to move that over just a minute so um, but yeah, this is the one, this, this song right here that I posted on my community page on our, our community page is called closed on Sunday. And it's a play on Chick-fil-A, right? I'm gonna make it a little bit bigger. Um, hold yourself. He's put the gram away as in stop, stop smoking, you know, whatever. Stop taking your drugs, get your family, hold y'all hold hands and pray. When you got daughters, keep them safe. Watch out for vipers. Don't let them indoctrinate. He's not just talking about school. It's a media, wherever. Closed on Sunday, you my Chick-fil-A. You're my number one with the lemonade. <laughs> Raise our sons, train them in the faith through temptations. Make sure they're wide awake. It all goes together. It's not like, oh, we separate politics from, from, uh, from, uh, from Christ. It's all it's all connected. It's all connected. I was actually sharing uh, some good, some red pilling someone today who knows about chemtrails, but she doesn't really know about Q and, and the, the battle of Armageddon that we're fighting. And so I, I was able to connect that dot with her. Some people you can connect with medical things. Some people you can connect with financial things. Some people you can connect with, you know, the, 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 like the, what's going on with Kanye. And so look, we're all waking up, right? Follow Jesus, listen and obey. No more living for the culture where nobody's slave. Oh, wow. So definitely go. And you've got to listen to this song. And, and like I said, it doesn't matter if it's your cup of tea. Is it your cup of tea to hear, um, to, for people to hear the truth? Then let's just rejoice, rejoice. This one is so cool. Um, every hour. Okay. I'm going to talk to y'all about that. That one is so cool. This song is, it is very hype, very, very hype. And, uh, it's, I'll show you the words to it. Every hour, every minute, uh, every second, we need you. We need you, right? Sing till the power of the Lord comes down. I wish I could play you guys, the guys, this song and it goes on and on. Sing till the power of the Lord comes down. Sing till the power of the Lord comes down. And it goes on and on. What are we doing? What is he singing? He's, if you remember the story, if you remember, I'm going to show you the story. This was the story. Oh, you're going to, you're going to love this y'all. Okay. They were God's people. Jacob's sons were having to fight these bad guys. Okay. And they, they were going up there and, and they had to fight and they're like, but you know, they were a little worried or scared or whatever. Kind of like, you know, it's daunting because these people are so ruthless and you're like, ah, we, we want to make sure we're going to win. So they won. I'll tell you the end before I tell you the whole story. They won without ever having to fight. They won without having to fight. They just sang. Listen to this story. This is in Second Chronicles chapter 20. He says, Do not King, listen, King Jehoshaphat and all who live in Judah and Jerusalem. This is what the Lord says to you. Do not be afraid or discouraged because of this vast army. For the battle is your is not yours, but God's. And as if, if it was for them, it's for sure now, for sure. This is the Lord's battle. He was even said that. He says, You guys don't worry. This is, you know, fight. But don't worry, don't worry. This is this is biggest, right? Tomorrow, march down against them. Okay, march down. They will cl be climbing up by the pass of Ziz, and you will find them at the end of the gorge in the desert of Jeruel. You will not have to fight this battle, and it's the same thing for us. We were told this Armageddon was going to be a you know bombs blazing and guns and blah, blah, blah. but it's not that kind of battle we're we're shooting truth bullets right 
take up your positions, stand firm, and see the deliverance the Lord will give you. The Lord will, Judah and Jerusalem, do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. Go out to face them tomorrow. The Lord will be with you. Jehoshaphat bowed down with his face to the ground and all the people of Judah and Jerusalem fell down and worshiped before the Lord. Then after, um, hang on, then, then some Kenites, some Levites from the Kohathites and Korites stood up and praised the Lord, the God of Israel, with a very loud voice. Early in the morning, they left for the desert of Tekoa. As they set out, Jehoshaphat stood and said, listen to me, Judah and the people of Jerusalem. Have faith in the Lord your God and you will be upheld. Have faith in his prophets and you will be successful. After consulting with the people, Jehoshaphat appointed men to sing to the Lord and to praise him for the splendor of his holiness as they went out at the head of the army saying, give thanks to the Lord for his love endures forever. So they're singing. It sounds like probably what a Kanye West song. Sing to till the power of the Lord comes down. Sing till the power of the Lord comes down. I believe there's millions of people who are singing these songs right now. They're listening to these songs all over the world. It's making the demons crazy. They're so mad. Millions and millions and millions. So sing whatever song. If you want to sing this, fine. If you want to sing some other song, just sing praise to the Lord right now. Just sing and keep singing and singing and singing until the power of the Lord comes down. Ah, isn't that cool? As they began to sing and praise, the Lord set ambushes against the men of Ammon and Moab and Mount Seir who were invading Judah and they were defeated. The Ammonites and the Moabites rose up against the men of Mount, from Mount Seir to destroy and annihilate them. And after they finished slaughtering the men from Mount Seir, they helped to destroy one another. <laughs> like, okay, we killed them. So now Ammon fights Moab and Moab fights Ammon. And next thing you know, they're all, look at this. When the men of Judah came to the place that overlooks the desert and looked toward the vast army, they saw only dead bodies lying on the ground. No one had escaped. So Jehoshaphat and his men went to carry off the plunder and they found among them a great amount of equipment and clothing and also articles of value more than they could carry away. That was so much plunder that it took three days to collect it. On the fourth day, the assembly assembled in the Valley of Barakah where they praised the Lord. This is why it is called the Valley of Barakah to this day. Isn't that amazing? Isn't that amazing? I want y'all to hear that. This is from Second Chronicles chapter 20. So we sing till the power of the Lord comes down. And I just, I'm in shock at what is happening with this, with so many, YouTube is blowing up with all of these songs being sung right now. Millions and millions and millions on are, are hearing these songs. This one's got 321,000, let's see. This one's got 2.7 million, right? That one, that song right there, that, that one I was just singing to you because I can't play it on here. All these are just being sung over and over and over. This one is so good, you guys. I love this one. This is the one right here. It says, oh, only one. And it looks, I mean, it's obviously about a father with his little girl, okay? Which is so beautiful that the, how much the father loves his, his little girl. But it's more than that. It's about our father loving us. Isn't this beautiful? Isn't this beautiful? And it says, tell Nori about me. It doesn't say Nori. Tell Nori about me. It says, tell him to read about me. Tell, tell him, read about me. Tell him, read about me. And it was, I was listening to him do a, uh, an interview and he's, they're asking, what do you do in your free time? He says, reading the Bible. <laughs> He's starved. He is gobbling it up just like I did. And I wanted to tell you guys, Many people are coming out against him. Uh, I, I just had someone on my com community page saying, oh, he's, he's working for Satan. I'm like, I, I deleted that immediately. I'm not hearing it, and don't you hear it either. And we, I, I don't care. Let me just tell you something. Years ago, September 8th, 1984, the Lord saved me. He delivered me. He, and my life was transformed. My life was changed. The people closest to me just did not get it. They thought, I joined a cult because all I could talk about was the Lord. That sounds exactly like uh, 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 Kanye right now. He is born again. He's born again. He's set free. He's like, he's, 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 a, he's just so relieved at being set free from these being, you know, feeling bad and dirty and 
and and the demons and all that, you know, it's not like demons like scary, whatever, but it's just, he felt so in bondage to all this stuff. And now he's set free. He's set free. And if you know what that's like, then you are going to support him and say, yes, this is exactly what it sounds like when you've been set free. Now you may not have experienced such a, dr a dramatic change as Kanye, but if you haven't experienced some kind of ex something like that, then you need to go with the Lord. If you aren't excited about his word and about his kingdom, then maybe you need to check it. Right. I'm just saying, I don't know who else listening. I'm just telling it has to be real. It can't just be because somebody else is excited or because of, you know, it's, Oh, it's just cause it's the truth. And it's gotta be where it just, that's just, he fills your heart. You're like, thank you, Lord, that what you've done in my life, you, I'm no longer, uh, like one of the songs says, I'm on strike. I tell the devil I'm on strike. <laughs> and I, I want, when I see him on site, I tell the devil I'm on strike, you know, because we don't want to have him, any darkness in us. As soon as you get released out of one darkness, you're like, oh, I want all of it, all of it off, out, out, out. So, um, yeah, we want to help support that. And anybody who doesn't, I was like, bye. Um, and, and just to see that oh, it, one of the songs that says, uh, demons trembling, they are trembling because they realize this, they tried so hard for so long to keep Kanye down. He says, and he said in an interview, he says, I've been wanting to be here for so long. And finally I'm here, you know, cause you can't manufacture this. This is the gift of the, of the Lord. This is the, from the spirit of God. You cannot manufacture it. So he's the, he knows this is what the Lord did for him. He didn't like turn over a new leaf or, or make a decision or whatever. He's been set free and the demons are trembling. And the, it says the angels are defending in one of his raps. Yeah, they know this is huge. This is, this is such a, uh, like a, just lighting a giant fire of holiness around our country. And so be, I want you to rejoice in what is going on in our country right now. Now I'm going to, I'm going to come back to that, but I wanted to, my nose keeps itching. Oh, I guess a good company coming. All right. So uh, I want you to see this. This is from the Joe M channel, uh, on Twitter. All right. So I want you to see this before I go on to the other thing. This is about Pelosi and Baghdadi and Schiff and all that. This is from, uh, 40, uh, 40 head. Okay. What if Trump needed to nail down Al Baghdadi's location and POTUS knew withdrawing troops from Syria would spark an uproar and ISIS would be emboldened because deep state ties had been cut with Syria and ISIS. Someone had to get a message to Al Baghdadi in person. They don't have their, their normal chain of communication. So who's going to go, who's going to go over to tell Al Baghdadi what is going on? But who could go there while missiles and mobs were being lobbed across international borders by multiple countries? So Trump manages to get both sides to agree to a ceasefire. If someone's going to meet with al-Baghdadi, they would have to go during the ceasefire. Completely unannounced, Pelosi and Schiff, both deep state traders, both CIA, suddenly head to the Middle East. Do you understand the significance of this timing? If there was no troop pullout or if a ceasefire had not been arranged, Pelosi and Schiff would not, could not have gone. Somehow, according to the New York Times, al-Baghdadi's location is learned while Pelosi and Schiff are in the sandbox while they're over there. Under my, understand this, folks, al-Baghdadi's location was discovered while Pelosi and Schiff were on the ground in the Middle East. Hmm, coincidence, right? Trump issued command authority to take out al-Baghdadi last week, perhaps while Pelosi and Schiff are still in the country. It looks like al-Baghdadi may have been compromised by the very traitors involved with supporting him during Obama's administration. <laughs> How poetic. During Trump's press conference on taking out al-Baghdadi, he was asked if he notified Pelosi, Pelosi or anyone in Congress about the planned mission. Trump stated directly that he did not tell Pelosi because he didn't want any leaks getting out or any Americans getting hurt. Boom. Trump knows Pelosi is a traitor and that Congress cannot be trusted. It only goes to confirm that my theory has uh, here bears weight. How is it that all these coincidences occurred at just the right time? If my theory is right, then it was the perfect setup and the perfect trap. If I'm right, it's also what was needed to draw al-Baghdadi or one of his confidants out into the open. It worked. It was noted by USA Today that Trump praised the intelligence community for their work in finding al-Baghdadi, but never once did Trump mention CIA. He didn't prevent, uh oh, they did, that didn't prevent the New York Times from assuming and giving credit for intel to the CIA, but Trump never actually stated 
who the intel came from. Remember Q said, why go around three-letter agencies? We know that. Why? Because you cannot trust them, right? There, here's the post right here. Because so many traders and leakers were in those agencies and still are. And would you look at that? Delta Force performed this operation. What did we learn about Delta Force? They're part of a very special group that is that is home to the Northern Virginia Army. 800 intel officers who report to Trump and Q. We were introduced to Lieutenant Paul Nakasone in drop 1268. 126 and 8 equals 17. He becomes the like Q. Then he became the new director of the NSA and Cyberspace Command when Admiral Rogers retired. You will see this through the thread. It appears he also served with General Flint. I posted this this link uh, on my Twitter page. I think uh, maybe I'm a community page too, but anyway, Nakasone, he did this. See, see this, this is the guy right here. Now I'm going to open this thread too, because this is important that we know this also. This is a thread within a thread. Okay. You must read drop 2211 for the introduction of Dr. Mr. Robert Storch and all the side info that QMAP has put together on him. Storch has become a major player as the first presidentially nominated Inspector General of the NSA. Remember that we talked about the IG report? Well, there's an IG of the NSA. That's who Storch is. His role is vital. I'm not gonna read all of this, but I'm gonna make sure that you, you can get to that, okay? So you can definitely see it on my Twitter page, which is Freedom Forcer, okay? I think it's interesting how little these two men are mentioned in the Q drops, and yet their positions and responsibilities are massive in the plan. Quote, perhaps this slight mention was meant to inform us, yet also to avoid overdue exposure. Must read. So you can read all of this also about in the Q post. Storch is a POTUS nominee, which means he had to be scrubbed, just like all the rest is mentioned in the QMAP, read number eight. He's a whistleblower specialist and has background in the Justice Department. He will ensure all witnesses are protected, which they are essential to prosecutions. Scrubbed, all, right, see, Admiral Rogers kick-started this and scrubbed all POTUS nominations to verify oath. Do you think they aren't in control of this respective, their respective agencies? What is most valuable? But what of Nakasone? He's only mentioned by Q one time. We're told he's good. He also was personally nominated by the president for his position, which means he was scrubbed. Knowing the NSA is heavily relied upon for intel by the president tells me he's one of the very good guys. Eyes on. Oh, so good to have good guys in these positions. It's also interesting that I happened to cross this article tonight. The Army of Northern Virginia, a.k.a. the U.S. Armed Intelligence Support, a special forces branch provides numerous functions for the U.S. It has history of strong leaders. Isn't this great? So you can read that one too. Um, now, the Army of Northern Virginia is actually a nickname for the U.S. Army Intelligence. They call it the Army of Northern Virginia. Northern Virginia is right there at D.C., Arlington and all that. The Army of Northern Virginia is, is basically another name for the U.S. Army Intelligence. They're the home of JSOC, which is the Joint Special Operations Command, and they control Delta Force, SEAL teams, Ranger battalions, and military spies. Look at that. Eyes on this. Eyes on this. So definitely, definitely check into that. They gather intelligence and do special ops missions. Bigger than the CIA, they've become one of the most powerful and lethal units to ever serve in the U.S. military. According to retired General Vallelay, Valerie, whatever. This is the group supplying Q with intelligence. Yay. Thank you, Lord, for these amazing men and women. Isn't that wonderful? He may be right. Guess who ran this group for a very long time? General Stanley McChrystal, the very man who that challenged Obama and lost his job over it. Guess who served under McChrystal in this unit? Ah, General Flynn, Michael Flynn. Look at that. All that. So here you can link, you can read about that too. From the Washington Post article I cited earlier, McChrystal ordered his intelligence chief, Michael Flynn, to professionalize the interrogation system. Flynn was a member of the Army of Northern Virginia. We know that Nakasone was as well. Wow. Here's a patriot in action. Check out Nakasone's Senate confirmation hearing to become the new director of the NSA and Cyber Command. The FISA courts and warrants now fall under NSA jurisdiction. Did I read that right? 
we really do have it all. It's all under NSA. That is why the with the whole thing with um, with Snowden. If you haven't watched that movie Snowden, you've got to watch it. But understand that Snowden was working for the CIA and he was trying to destroy the NSA because they knew if everything fell under the NSA, it was just a matter of time before they. The CIA's bad things were exposed, right? Look at that. The Army of Northern Virginia provides sig uh, signal intelligence, and this special ops team is named Task Force Orange. That gives a whole new meaning to Trump's nickname from the deep state, doesn't it? Orange Man. Y'all heard of them called Orange Man? Because he's the head of Task, for Task Force Orange, which is from this Army of Northern Virginia special ops. Isn't that something? Orange Man may have been the deep state designation for Donald Trump since it became known that Task Force Orange was loyal to him. And if they're providing intelligence to Q for POTUS, it would make even more of a case for the nickname. The more you know, Orange Man, good. They always say, Orange Man, bad. <laughs> no, Orange Man, good. It's become more and more clear. DJT has tasked the U.S. Army Intelligence and Security Security Command and its faithful commanders to assist him in overcoming the deep state coup and the corrupt uh, and the corrupt in the pre people in this country. The Marines are providing protection. The Army gathering intel, and now we see why Q said quiet in his single drop about Paul Nakasone. It was a small, nearly ignored changing of the guard from retiring Mike Rogers, who made sure that that. Uh, the good guys had the access to the intel from the NSA. Okay. He, he's been used by the Lord to save the world basically. And then it was changed from him when he retired to Paul Nakasone, another good guy. Thank you, Lord. Notice too, there was no interim acting director acting, right? There was no acting director, you know, uh, how they've used that. Uh, we've seen countless offices vacated in Trump's cabinet and an acting replacement has taken the spot until a new Senate confirmed nominee can take their place, but not so here. One loyal patriot, Admiral Rogers, to another, Nakasone, without missing a beat, no loss in integrity or chain of custody. Some had, have asked if we could trust Q, and that's okay. That's logical thinking. Now we have even more security in that trust. POTUS employed patriots and generals to our cause. We're secured by the most loyal and capable of servants in our nation. Isn't that amazing? Okay, I want to make sure that you saw that. All right, so now back to the story about singing to the power of the Lord comes down and how this is how they won this great victory with Jehoshaphat uh, under Jehoshaphat and, um, and this singing, right? Um, so I wanted you to see who were they fighting at that point? The men from Mount Seir. Well, do you know anything about the men from Mount Seir? Most people probably don't look at this. The men from Mount Seir are Esau's Esau's kids. Esau's family live in Mount Seir, and they're always having a fight, a war. It was like in the book of Jasher, it talks about it was after that, uh, after this, that the sons of Esau waged wars with, war with the sons of Jacob, and the sons of Esau fought with the sons of Jacob in Hebron, and Esau was still lying dead. Oh, that's another story here. I'm going to tell you about that. They're always fighting these, these wars, okay? I'm, uh, um, these people from Mount Seir, Esau's family. If you don't know much about Esau, this is the story. Um, it, 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 there's, it would take much more time than I have on this video to tell you, but basically Rebecca and Isaac had uh, Jacob and Esau. When she's, they're twins, when she's giving birth, you know, they come from the same parents, right? And, they, and one of them is going to be godly and one of them will be not godly. Okay, that's just the white, the, bottom line and they were even in the womb they're fighting even in the womb they're fighting okay so it says two nations are growing inside your womb she's like what is going on in my belly right two nations are growing inside your womb and the two peoples will be divided in the future one will be stronger than the other and the older will serve the younger the older is Esau he will serve the younger okay so he knew this all of his growing up even though he was the firstborn only seconds older, you know, he, even though he was, he has always known this prophecy about him. Well, let's just say this. He's not having it. He's not having it. He wasn't having it back then. And he's still not having it today. And I'm going to show you how this progression of this family has continued to this day. Okay. I'm not going to go into extreme detail, but at least give you a, 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 something from which you can maybe go and look. So this is Esau. He's mad. And so the point is, 
as far as the inheritance, he got the inheritance. He got the things, but he, he did not get the blessing. And in the book of Joshua, it even talks about that Abraham wanted uh, Jacob to get the blessing. Isaac was so like thinking he was, uh, Esau was Mr. Cool, and he was trying to go against what uh, e Abraham wanted him to do. But you can see Abraham is angry. He, he operates out of this anger and self-centeredness and, and all of that. And so, yeah, I, I didn't ever get a chance to tell you guys on the last video that the, a lot of the people who live in, in Israel right now are his grandchildren. They're not really the children of, of uh, Israel or Jacob, right? They're not the children, they're, they're Esau's kids because they're like, this is, this is deeded to us. I'm gonna show you why I believe, why that's true. Okay, so you're, you're gonna flip when you hear this story. So what happened was Joseph is in Egypt and his father has come to Egypt at this point. This is, I don't think this detail is in the book of Genesis. I had never heard, but a lot of this is not. I'd never heard about this story. This just gives you an idea who Esau is and who the Edomites are because they are all from the same idea. Same, and you see, oh, every time there's it talks about Edomites, it's the same, same, same. Even even into the Second Chronicles one I was talking about that these men of Seir. Okay, so here they are, and Jacob has died. They are needing to go and bury him, and they want to bury him next to in the same burial plot that they had. Abraham and Sarah are buried in. Okay, so they had this big to do in Egypt, this great, this uh, great memorial for Jacob in Egypt, and now they have this whole big cohort going to bury them, bury Jacob in in Israel, in the land of Israel. And they came unto Kiriath Arba because it wasn't called Israel at that time, Kiriath Arba to the cave. And as they came, Esau. Okay, let me see if I. Okay, hang on. Uh, let, me, let me back up. Esau heard this thing. And he was dwelling in Mount Seir and he rose up. Let me back up. The report reached Esau saying, Jacob has died in Egypt and his sons in all Egypt are conveying him into the land of Canaan to bury him. And Esau heard this thing and he was dwelling in Mount Seir. And he rose up with his sons and all his people and all his household, the people exceedingly great. And they came to mourn and weep over Jacob. So yeah, they weren't coming to weep over Jacob. But anyway, that's what they said. And it came to pass when Jacob, when Esau came, he mourned for his brother Jacob. You know, the crocodiles says, oh, I'm so sad, my brother's dead, blah, blah, whatever. And all Egypt and all Canaan again rose up and mourned a great mourning with Esau over Jacob in that place. And Joseph with his brethren brought their father Jacob from that place and they went to Hebron to bury Jacob in the cave by his fathers, right? And they came into Kiriath Arba to the cave. As they came, Esau stood with his sons against Joseph and his brethren as a hindrance to the cave. They wouldn't let them in the cave with his, with their, his brother's dead body. They wouldn't let him in, saying, Jacob shall not be buried therein, for it belongs to us and to our father. Again, they're saying, this is, we're the, he said, we're the chosen family. Not you, we're, you're, you are pushed out, you are pushed out. We are, you know, that we are to have the blessing. This belongs to us, you have to go, okay? That thing has changed. They still do the same thing. Jacob shall not be, it belongs to us and our father, not your father, not you guys, our father. And so Joseph and his brethren heard the words of Esau's sons and they were exceedingly wroth exceedingly angry. And Joseph approached unto Esau saying, what is this thing you've spoken? Surely my father Jacob bought it from you for great riches after the death of Isaac five and 20 years ago. You've already, we've already paid for this. We've already paid for this. And also the land of Canaan, he bought from thee and from your sons and thy seed after thee. It's, it's perpetually our land. Our land, so we've got the deed. And Jacob bought it for his sons and his seed after him for an inheritance forever. Why do you speak these things this day? Why are you saying this? And Esau answered and said, thou speakest, speakest falsely and utters lies. For I sold not anything belonging to me in all this land, as thou sayest, neither did my brother Jacob buy anything belonging to me in this land. Didn't happen. It didn't, it didn't happen. We're, yeah, it, you're, you're full of it. It didn't happen. And Esau spoke these things in order to deceive Joseph with his words. 
thinking that Joseph was just going to back off. He doesn't realize Joseph is smart. He's not going to just go be done with just some stupid words out of Esau's mouth. And so Esau knew that uh, knew that Joseph was not present in the day when Esau sold all the all belonging to him in the land of Canaan to Jacob. He wasn't there, so he figures that Joseph doesn't know. And you can steal something if people don't even know. Does that sound like the New World Order to you? They steal things from us all the time, our rights, our possessions, our money, and we don't know what the Federal Reserve is, so they just they snow us and they steal from us. And, and the interest, you know, on and on and on. And they don't, we don't know what's being sprayed in the air. We don't know what's in our food. They, you know, our ignorance, that's how they have, have ruled over us. Anyway, so Joseph said to Esau, surely my father inserted these things with thee in the record of purchase and testified the record with witnesses. We have the deed. And behold, it is with us in Egypt. We have the deed right there in Egypt. And Esau answered saying, well, bring me the record then. All that thou wilt find in the record. So will we do, bring it, you, show, show it to me and we'll, we'll, we'll do it. I was like, the, Jacob is sitting there, Israel is just sitting there dead, and he, they're having to go back to Egypt to go, it's before they can bury him. It's like unbelievable, unbelievable. Does this sound exactly like these people? You think, I think I'm in the bizarro world. I'm going completely nuts. They want to make me think I'm nuts. Isn't that what Q has told us? Because you think, well, clearly this is, this is what the law says. Oh, but we didn't, that's not exactly what it means. They get some legalese bully baloney, right? And next thing you know, they do it. They force their way to do it their way. It's, it does it sound exactly like who we're fighting. Makes me crazy, right? So Joseph called Naphtali, his brother, and said, hasten quickly, stay not, run, I pray thee, to Egypt and bring all the records, the record of the purchase, the sealed record and the open record, and also all the first records in which all the transactions of the birthright are written. Fetch thou, go get it. <laughs> Got to go all the way back. And, and we're going to stay here, stand here with Jacob's body dead. And thou shalt bring them unto us that hither, that we may know from them all the words of Esau and his sons, which they spoke this day. And Naphtali hearkened to the voice of Jacob, uh, Joseph, and he hastened and ran to go down to Egypt. And Naphtali was lighter on foot than any of the stags that were upon the wilderness, for he could go upon ears of corn without crushing them. <laughs> I think they're exaggerating just a little bit, but anyway, he, he, he's moving it. When Esau saw that Naphtali had gone to fetch those records, he and his sons increased their resistance against the cave. And Esau and all his people rose up against Joseph and his brethren in battle. Get this picture. They're fighting a battle over whether he, or not jo Jacob, Esau's brother, is going to be able to be buried in this cave. I mean, it's outrageous. And, um, and all the sons of Jacob and the people of Egypt, we don't want to fight. We're not here to fight. We're here to bury our father. Show him the, the honor that he is due. But, but they're going to have to fight, right? So they fought with Esau and his men, and the sons of Esau and his people were smitten before the sons of Jacob. And the sons of Jacob slew of Esau's people 40 men. 40 men die over this stupid, ridiculous Esau bullying. They die, 40 of them. And Cushim, the son of Dan, the son of Jacob, was at that time with Jacob's sons. And he was about 100 cubits distance from the place of the battle. And he remained with the children of Jacob's sons by Jacob's beer, the, where he's, you know, like this, uh, the thing where they were carrying him on this little thing to, you know, he's guarding. Cushim is guarding this, this, the burial beard, right, to, uh, to, to watch over it. And Cushim was deaf and dumb, but he still understood the voice of consternation among the men. He's like, something's going on. And he asked, why do you not bury the dead? What is this great consternation? They answered him in the words, him, the words of Esau and his sons. He's like, and so they told him what was going on. Get a load of what he does. He ran to Esau in the midst of the battle and he slew Esau with a sword. He cut off his head and it sprang to a distance. I mean, his head went flying. He lopped off his head and it went flying. Esau fell among the people in the battle. Woo! And when Cushim did this thing, the sons of Jacob prevailed over the sons of Esau and the sons of Jacob buried their father, Jacob by force in the cave and the sons of Esau beheld it. Finally, we get to bury our father. Ridiculous. And Jacob was buried in Hebron in the, cam, in the cave of Machpelah, which Abraham had bought from the sons of Heth for the possession of a burial place. And he was buried there in very costly garments. And no king had such honor paid to him as Joseph paid unto his father at his death, for he buried him with great honor like unto the burial of kings. And Joseph and his brethren made a mourning of seven days for their father. The reason I'm reading this to you is because I want you to understand who Esau is, who these 
these Edomites are and that these are the same people. And I don't know if this whole thing is accurate right here, but it is, he's saying that Esau is the ancestor of Rome, that this is the same Edomites that we've been fighting over and over and over. They were told back in the day that they would serve Israel and they're not having it. They won't have it, not having it, and they're going to fight. And they're saying, no, we're going to rule you. And they have. But if you saw, it says the promise was that the, that the older will serve the younger. It has not necessarily been the case up until this day, but it will. The promise will be fulfilled. And this, this is going to happen. And as I was showing you before, they're, they're going to be bound up and, and, and uh, cast into the harp, into the, into the, uh, into the, um, to be burned. That's what it's going to be because these people are not, they, they don't play. And so we can't play either. Okay. This is the, like the club of Rome. This is the say, this is the, this is the foundation of, um, of, of the, of the new world order. And it's, sorry. And it's the foundation of these bloodlines and that that is why they wanted the deed under the Balfour Agreement to Israel, the, this plot of land, because they've been wanting this for all this time to say this is our uh, our land, not so they're so they're basically fake, as we saw, as we know in Revelation. It talks about I think chapter one verse six. It's these are not true Jews. These are the synagogue of Satan. Beware of those who call themselves Jews, but they are not. Okay, and make, make sure that you understand that the Bible talks about that. Uh, I think it's in Romans chapter one or two. It talks about that it's not the one who's a Jew outwardly, but one who's a Jew inwardly. So Jew is not a bad word. Uh, the, a believer is a Jew. A, a, a believer is an Israelite. A, it's a, if they're, all, they're in that in that sense they're synonymous. That um, it's but it's about someone who's a who is the who is uh, not just a physical uh, what they call themselves, but someone who is a, a Jew inwardly, uh, a, a Christ follower inwardly. So I wanted you to see that because the other day I didn't, I failed, I get so excited about what I'm uh, explaining and I forgot to really put it together and you probably figured it out, but that these people who live there, many of them are Edomites. They are Esau's grandchildren. They are not Israel. They're not Jacob's grandchildren. They are Esau. Okay, Edomites. All right. And so this is all part of the New World Order. Okay. So I wanted you to see this. Also, woe to you because you are like unmarked graves, which people walk over without knowing it. This is Luke chapter 11. There are people who've infiltrated and they, we think that they are, because they say they're Christians, they say, oh, we're mourning or whatever, that they are the, the real deal. And then you've got to back it up and, and we've, we've got to be wise, wise as serpents harmless as doves, we've got to really be careful because these people, as it also says in, um, uh, in, in uh, Jude, for certain men have crept in among you unnoticed, unawares. We didn't realize we're, we've been way, way, way too trusting. Ungodly ones who were designated long ago for condemnation. Okay. So why did I put this down? Oh, because I, I, I was saying before that we were, you know, he is not, a, uh, we have, we've been led by people who are in these positions of authority, like the Edomites in these positions. The Edomites have been in these positions of authority, whether they're physical Edomites or this, of that same, men, you know, spiritual mentality of just bullying their way and, you know, running things in a, in a, in a wrong way. And so, but this is the day when we will rule and reign. But Thankfully, we, you know, he did not, for his own purposes, he did not allow us to, many of us to rule and reign before because we were, we would have gotten sucked in. We would have gotten sucked into their, to their, their evil thoughts. And he needed us to be kind of come around and be separate so that when this day would come, we would, we would be able to catch it. We wouldn't be so brainwashed that we would be able to catch on. Okay. And it, if you're in, if you're in it, it's, you know, we're just, it's, it's much harder to come out of it. Let's just say it. Let's just, it's just harder because we want to be friends and we are hearing, we're hearing more. The Lord pulled me out of this, <laughs> these churches a while back. And because he needed, he wanted me to be ready to hear so that I could, you know, 
have this really end me well so I can tell others, especially, especially from the word. Okay. This is from, this is a whole chapter of the book of Jude. I've got, you've got to hear this because uh, Jude is one little chapter. You probably have not read it, but it, it's a really great passage to read at this time. So uh, when you have time just to go and, and read it maybe over and over so that it'll soak in. Dear friends, I have been er eagerly planning to write you about the salvation we all share, but now I find that I must write about something else, urging you to defend the faith that God has entrusted once for all time to his holy people. And that's kind of what I'm doing. I'm saying I might have other things I want to talk to you about, but I've got to keep reminding you, be careful, be watchful about what, what other, whatever organization you're in, whether it's at the church or whether it's uh, uh, in whatever organization, in the school, or in the in the city, and wherever you go that there are, you know, be watchful. He's going to say this, defend the faith. Be very, very careful. I say this because some ungodly people have warmed their way into your churches or whatever organization, into whatever is trying to work good. They're an Edomite and they've warmed their way in saying that God's marvelous grace allows us to live in moral lives. It, I think it says it better over here. They turn the grace of our God into lasciviousness. lasciviousness. Um, it, they may not even say it, they, they likely won't come out and say what is in their thoughts, but they will move people this way or move people that way or, you know, downplay that. Oh, no, we don't want to do that. They, because they don't, they know instinctively from their, from their, who they are, they don't want, they don't want, um, they don't want people joined together. They don't want a community. They don't want uh, righteousness. They don't want justice. They, 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 so that anything that t tends in that way, they, they try to stop that or sabotage that or stifle that. Um, they've warmed their ways in. Um, they come and crept in that says over here unawares. Okay. They've crept in saying that, I'm um, sorry, not just, it's not about them saying it's about the actions. Yes. They're saying words, but they're not going to come out and say the, you know, we can live in moral lives. They're not going to say that. Okay. So anyway, the condemnation of such people has, was recorded long ago for they have denied our only master and Lord Jesus Christ. The Lord knows who is the tares, who is the wheat. We, and, and it's hard for us to identify. It really is. It really is. They look the same, but anybody be wise about how, if, if someone's moving and working um, covertly, sometimes to try to, to sabotage something and try to keep your group together to work the good. Okay. And uh, not allow that to happen. And you're going to, it's not going to be easy. The condemnation of such people was recorded long ago. They have denied. They don't necessarily say we don't believe in Jesus because they'll say likely that they believe in Jesus. They all, they're not denying him with words that are denied by actions okay so i want to remind you the uh, the you though you already know these things that jesus first rescued the nation of israel from egypt but later he destroyed those who did not remain faithful and i remind you of the angels who did not stay within the limits of authority god gave them but but left the place where they belong in other words they were the one a hundred percent of the angels were in heaven this is where god created them to be and a third of them or 33 as in 33 degrees said we don't want to obey god we are we're out of here we're not we're going to rebel against him we're going to fight against him rather than be uh in humble submission same thing with like like the edomites they should have said you know we that if that's god's plan for us to to serve the younger then you know that's the lord's job that's the lord's plan but no they nothing doing we're going to fight and we're going to rule over them See what I'm saying? I remind you, the angels did not stay within the limits of authority God gave them, but they left the place where they belonged. And God has kept them securely chained in prisons of darkness, waiting for the great day of judgment. You guys, that is happening now when they're just about to be cast into the abyss and they'll be locked away for a thousand years. And, uh, you know, they are, they are, and, and then there's going to be even an, another judgment after that. But this will give us a nice, Reprieve, right? And don't forget Sodom and Gomorrah and their neighboring towns, which were filled with immorality and every kind of sexual perversion. These cities were destroyed by fire and serve as a warning of the eternal fire of God's judgment. This, this is the same. This is a warning about what would happen in this day, this day that we are experiencing. We've seen the Lord do this and the Noah's flood. We've seen the Lord do this 
in Sodom and Gomorrah. He will wreak justice and judgment on these people. There's no doubt about it. We've seen it. We've seen it. They, they know it too. You can go to Sodom and Gomorrah now, and it's still an ash heap. It's still uh, like, a, what do you call it? Put in your, your grill, you know, the, the charcoal. It's just charcoal briquettes over there. These cities were destroyed by fire. And because of these sexual perversion, here it, uh, it's talking about um, going after strange flesh, going after strange flesh. That leads us to think some wonder about different things, right? The strange flesh as in youth, as in what they eat. And it's just, it's perverse, every kind of perversion, absolute perversion. In this same way, these people who claim authority from their dreams, they just, oh, they, oh I had a dream. And I, I guess that's what it's talking about. I have a dream and, 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 and all of a sudden they just make it up and they, uh, it doesn't have anything to do with what's biblical or right or according to the law or anything. It's just because, oh, I had this dream and this is the way it should be. Um, they live immoral lives they defy authority and they scoff at supernatural beings but even michael one of the mightiest angels did not dare accuse the devil of blasphemy but it simply said the lord rebuke you this took place when michael was arguing with the devil about moses's body this is a very important thing these this is even the archangel michael did not curse satan he said the lord rebuke you so let's be very uh you know, we don't realize who we're messing with if we do this. We are we are under the protection of our Lord Jesus, and he is the one who's able to fight these forces. So let's be very careful about that. If the Archangel Michael won't do it, I won't either, okay? But these people scoff at things they don't understand. These these supernatural things and, and satanic things, this is not playtime. This is not a game. This is This is real. But the great thing is the Lord is over them. He is able to defeat them. Um, but yeah, let's not be scoffers at this is, <laughs> this is big and big time. If you remember the seven sons of Sceva story, even look, look into that. Yeah. This guy was, was thinking he could scoff at them. Yeah. The demons jumped on him and he went off half naked <laughs> running off. What sorrow awaits them for they have followed in the footsteps of Cain. Same family, same things. They continue on and on and on. Who killed his brother, who killed his brother, like Balaam. They deceive people for money. Remember the story of Balaam, who was who who said, I'll get money if I if I curse God's people. And like Korah, they perish in their rebellion after this was uh after they left Egypt. He, he was trying to cause a rebellion against Moses. When they and he the Lord literally opened the opened the earth and they fell in. It's like how many times does he have to tell you this is serious? We cannot play with, with this stuff or with that, with evil. When these people eat with you in your fellowship meals, commemorating the Lord's love, they are like dangerous reefs that can shipwreck you. Do y'all hear that? They can shipwreck what you're trying to do for your family, for yourself, for your community, for your church, for your organization, for your whatever. Be, you've got to watch. These people are, dangerous reefs you you know you, they you, you're going along and you crash into them you don't even realize and then the whole thing blows up friends are broken up friendships broken up the, the whole thing falls apart they are like shameless shepherds who care only for themselves and this is part of the new world order they, they many of them from secret societies have been told given given tasks this is your task this is your job to try to shipwreck this they are like clouds blowing over the land without giving any rain hmm. They are like trees in autumn that are doubly dead for they bear no fruit and that they have been pulled up by the roots. What does this mean? Doubly dead. So we're born, we're born in, in sin. We are already, this is our first death, right? That we have this death working in us and that, that, that the wages of sin is death that we will ultimately physically die from that. And then not only do they do that, but then they say, we are taking on, not only do we have this working in us, we're taking on these, uh, these demons to dwell within us so that we are fully committed to this evil. This is who we're fighting against people who are doubly dead. Not only do they have the stain of sin in them, but they've actually doubled down. They said, we want this to be our, who we are. And, and we want to fight with the dark side. I'm like, are you kidding me? 
anyway, we've got to understand who we're fighting against, right? That's what the whole book of Jude is about, is to be careful and to be wise about, to realize who you're fighting against so that you don't end up getting shipwrecked and sabotaged. These, they're like wild waves of the sea, churning up the foam of their shameful deeds. They're like wandering stars, doomed forever to blackest darkness. This was not the intention of the Lord when he created them. They are created in the image of God, but they chose it. They've chosen volitionally to, to serve this darkness. They think they're cool. And maybe they make money out of it. Like Balaam. Oh, well, we'll, we'll you know, we're going to be part of the cool crowd. We're going to be part of the powerful crowd. We're going to be part of the money, whatever it is. And they are fighting in your, they're in your group. You're having fellowship and you're thinking this person is part of your group and they're not. I'm sorry. I wish this were not the case. I wish there was a place we could go where it could be, you could trust every person there. This is not the case. And this is what he's telling us. Enoch, who lived in the seventh generation after Adam, prophesied about these people. He said, listen, the Lord is coming with countless thousands of holy ones to execute judgment on the people of the world. That's us. He's, we are here riding along the, the 144,000 we talked about in Revelation 14, that we are riding alongside him and we are working justice we're executing judgment on the people of this world that's what we're doing when we expose this that sheds the light on it so that they can be prosecuted okay he will convict every person of all the ungodly things they have done and for all the insults that ungodly sinners have spoken against him it will all come out it will be obvious it will be clear to everyone what they have done and how they have fought against his kingdom and against his people these people are grumblers complainers living only to satisfy their own desires they brag loudly about themselves they flatter others to get what they want oh. but you my dear friends must remember what the apostles of our lord jesus predicted they told you that in the last times there would be scoffers whose purpose in life is to satisfy their own ungodly desires these people are the ones who are creating divisions among you they follow their natural instincts because they do not have God's spirit in them. They have the dark spirit. They have demonic spirits and they create divisions. They may say they're trying to bring unity, but they technically work divisions. It's, it's what he's warning us. He says, but there's, he's warning. I told you this was going to happen. This is it. But you, dear friends, must build each other up in your most holy faith. Pray in the power of the Holy Spirit and await the mercy of our Lord Jesus, who will bring you eternal life. In this way, you will keep yourself safe in God's love. And you must show mercy to those whose faith is wavering. Rescue those who by others by snatching them from the flames of judgment. Show mercies to still others, but do so with great caution hating the sin that contaminated their lives because we can get sucked in. That's what I was saying before that we can easily get sucked into the confusion, the deception, and even the sin. And I want you to remember just like with, with what um, uh, uh, Kanye was saying, I'm on strike. We're on strike. Tell the devil you're on strike. We're not playing. We cannot. We want the, 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 he says that there's no shame. He's it's so beautiful to hear Kanye talking. You've got to listen to his, his, uh, his testimonies. I've got several videos about it. So he's just like, there's no shame. Not that he's perfect. And even in this little song, I've got to show you this real quick. Uh, this little song right here, it was saying, um, remember who you are. No, you're not perfect, but you're not your mistakes. Isn't that beautiful? We're forgiven. We're walking in his light when his power, it says, remember, remember to, to, to pray and hope that, uh, build each other up in the most holy faith. Pray in the power of the Holy Spirit. Pray for the Lord to, to you know, and, and encourage each other. That's what we're doing. I love seeing you guys on my, on my comment section and uh, someone's discouraging you and you encourage each other. It just, it's a beautiful, beautiful thing. Okay. There was something else I was going to tell you and I've, Oh my goodness, it's already too late. I will tell y'all that on the next video because uh, I, y'all know me. <laughs> There's so much I want to tell you and I don't want to bypass some of these passages. Let's pray. Thank you so much, Lord, for this, this encouragement, this, uh, this warning to us. Help us to be wise. Uh, we ask you, Holy Spirit, that you would help us to reveal, to understand who are the tears and who are the wheat and how to know what to do in each situation. They look, they look the same. Help us. We're asking you to help us understand so that we don't let any of these things that we're trying to do get shipwrecked. Oh Lord, we, we thank you for these great 
men and women who are who have put themselves in harm's way that they have they have stood up to try to to save our country and even the world this plan to save the world we praise you we pray that um, that everyone will will awaken and uh, and hear these beautiful songs and will sing till your power comes down and that everyone will come out of these uh, this deception oh lord we pray that especially those who are at the in the in the church if they are they're truly weak we pray that you would help them to hear and to receive and to come out of this deception so that we can have peace in your church and in Every place, every place, oh Lord, wake, awaken your people in all these places to come out of uh, this, uh, this beast system. We praise you, Lord. We thank you so much that we're going to see this great uh, judgment and that, that everything will be set right. We praise you in your great name, Jesus. Amen. All right. Love you guys. I will try to come back and, and uh, tell you all that other thing later. All right. Bye.